Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Uh, let's see. Joe Rogan, he's in the news. Should yeah. we talk about him? Why not? Early in the podcast, our as we started up our podcast, we were talking about some of this cancel cancel culture culture business and we were talking about joe rogan and him having a platform that is really pretty strong and stable and and to de-platform him would be really tough and 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 now we're looking at people trying to get him to be pulled from yeah. from spotify they're throwing three-year-old tantrums mm-hmm. well if he gets that then i'm not going to get do this i'm out of here uh-huh it is. It seems wow. like You're children. Can- so they're canceling themselves, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it just blows me away that why? Why can't people share well, the uh, same Maybe folks don't areas. even know that what's going on yeah, here. <laughs> maybe yeah. Give a little uh, context <laughs> yeah, here. Let's, let's uh, tell them. So Joe Rogan, of course, he's got a, a massive podcast. I mean, each episode he can get, I don't know, 11 million views or listens. Yeah, it's, it's, we're almost there. <laughs> it's substantial. So he's got quite the following. He's been doing this for quite a few years now. It's just a conversational podcast. He doesn't, it's not news, but he brings on interesting people and he just has a conversation. In fact, it's like, in some cases, over three hours. Right. It's a long podcast. Right. And he, it, he does a great job. He does a great job. And he has, of course, his own opinions, but he's it's a conversation. In a conversation, you have opinion, and you learn some stuff and, you know, whatnot. Well, he's gotten kind of in some hot water lately with some different people because he brought on some people that are um, controversial, maybe, in the in the whole COVID uh, sure. area. He brought on two doctors, and they are famous doctors, but they hold a different opinion of how... COVID has been handled. And so they've been in the process of being canceled themselves. They actually, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so um, uh, people have come out. Neil Young, um, musician, came out and said, you know what, I think Joe Rogan needs to be pulled from Spotify. If you don't pull him, I'm I'm pulling my my music. And he did. And I think Joni Mitchell, Mitchell also, and now there's a, a slew of other people. I have, I have a short list of, of folks, but... It's uh, it's growing, and then of course social media outcry, and everyone's all upset about Joe Rogan. And to be honest, come on, people are way too sensitive. Right, what he's saying is not crazy; it's just conversation. You should be allowed to have conversation. I agree. He obviously came to the platform knowing there are all the other people that are on it. I mm-hmm. didn't care. Mm-hmm. He didn't go, "Yeah, I'll come over, guys," but get rid of these people. That's not who he is. That's not who a lot of us, a lot of the people out there are, but they assume that's how we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I hit the roads, I don't go, you know what? If there's another, you know, liberal out here on this road, I want him off the road. <laughs> I'm not going to share a road with somebody mm-hmm. else that has different beliefs. Come on. Yeah. I know. It's kind of a big world we live in, it's, and you got to be like able to put ch- up with stuff. Just being children. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle somebody else's differences. And I thought that that's what they were all about. Mm-hmm. Stand up, it, it, it bring in the differences, let them have their talk, spice up a conversation, grow a little bit, or you know, or just hate them. But you don't have to act <laughs> out, you know, it's okay to not like anybody. Just you acting out just means that you are, um, are shallow and weak. I think, and, and who, who is this Bob? Who, who, who's that guy? Who's the guy that, that left the first guy? 
Neil, Neil Young. Neil Young. <laughs> See, yeah, I think I thought it was Bob. I don't know who that guy is. Does anybody know who Neil Young is? <laughs> I think our generation knows who Neil Young is. I know. <laughs> I'm just teasing, kind of, yeah. sort of, because you know, I, I know Neil Young is not like somebody that uh, holds a lot of weight. Well, no. he might hold a lot of weight, but not in his music or his pull in society. Yeah. It or, is funny that he thinks he does. Or his, you know, political beliefs or, you know. But, uh, well, so Joe Rogan, he posted a video on Instagram and he, it's kind of an apology, kind of, but he really just wanted to bring some some clarity to this argument. So I brought in yeah. his, his clip from, from his Instagram page. And uh, it's a little bit of a long clip, but I think it's worth it's worth playing. Yeah, let's check it out. Hello, friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID. You would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely, I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Wow, what a concept. Well said, don't you think? Absolutely. And I I believe that that this was just the the bone they wanted to gnaw on. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I believe that they don't like him there. Period. Mm-hmm. And this was just okay. Let's let's get him out for this. Let's let's use that to get him out. And 
because it's going to be a next one and the next one and the next one. And whether it has to do with COVID and or truth, because no, I don't want to get into COVID again, but, but, oh my gosh, I, I knew this stuff way before too. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was think a little bit, listen a little bit. You could almost listen to what, what the people that are against this stuff, um, that's, that's trying to cancel them. You could listen to them and you can make a right decision, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, different than what they are trying to push just because they don't know. Yeah, he, he, I think he makes a good point, though, about, you know, what was information that was supposedly true is now shown sure. to be false. And, you know, that's just the way life is. We we learn stuff and we make adjustments. The problem with, with the scenario we're talking about is just... You shouldn't be canceled for it. Absolutely, you should. You should basically have people give their case and argue. It, it, it's conversation. It's, it should not be one side is right and so the other side can't do anything. And and what if somebody was almost completely right and they go, "Oh, I didn't think about that factor. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you talked about that. Let's give that a change." Mm-hmm. They're not like gods, and they like could. Oh, we made it perfect. You can't change it. It can't get better. Yeah. You know, everything we do in society is supposed to progress us. By something that we've done before, whether we could come up with something new completely or to build off of something that was there. And like automobiles, you know, people are trying to push the electric now, you know, because, you know, they're building off of something else that was good, but maybe it could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's that's well, another the, debate. The, but the two doctors that he was referring to uh, have some major credentials. Yeah. And, and they're being canceled themselves. And they're being canceled themselves. And instead of instead of people, you know, learning from these different, you know, different opinions or different, I mean, in some cases there, uh, there's evidence to, to, you know, support what they're saying. Right. Yet because the mainstream organizations like the CDC or you know NIH or WHO, these folks. On, on the surface are disagreeing with them. And, and there are some other doctors, of course, individual doctors that would, would disagree. But then you're not even getting the story. You're not getting the argument in return. It's just silence these people. Right. And some of these people, like these guys, are part of producing them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were there. They made it. And mm-hmm. and now they're worthless because they have... Because, honestly, I'll just say it because they're telling the truth. They're not wrong at what they're saying. You know, and and they're just telling, hey, these are the truths, mm-hmm. you know, and and I wish I knew the lady's name, but there was a lady that everybody knew because of Oprah and she was on Oprah all the time and she was deemed um, the woman's doctor. And then, you know what? Shame on her. She came out similar to these guys and said, hey, have some concerns about this. We need to look into it. Mm-hmm. And now she's scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. But she was held up so highly until you have a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we make the best decisions, by having all these opinions and to be able to make the right ones. Well, there's also the idea that, you know, stuff changes. I understand stuff changes, but it's the silencing of that other argument and, and the the trashing of someone's reputation or the career that they're in or uh, the affiliations like, you know, Joe's on Spotify and Spotify's, you know, paying him really good money to be on their platform. And Spotify has to make business decisions. And, and I, and that's totally understandable, but with 
the outcry from all these different people saying, you know, you need to take him deplatform Joe Rogan, a lot of them haven't even listened to his podcast. They're just going off of the the screams of other people. Yeah, absolutely. And it drives me crazy. Now, Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a he's a comedian. You know, he said controversial stuff. That's what comedians do. Yep. And there's now outcry about him saying uh, you know, stuff in his comedy bits. And of course, just of digging. course they are. Yeah, now they're really digging so that they can deplatform him. And to be honest, Joe doesn't even need Spotify. He will be successful wherever, wherever he goes. Right. And he has the money to create his own platform he if does. necessary. So, and I mean... You know, Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire would love to have <laughs> Joe Rogan on the, on Pro- their platform. Probably, and those guys are picking up all these people who've been canceled, right? For their and for their opinions, many, so mm-hmm. many. Yeah, uh, I want to play the the apology side or the apology clip of of Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram post because he's a nice he's a nice guy. Uh, I don't know how many episodes you've you've you know watched or listened to, but. He's a pretty decent guy. Oh yeah, and he does look at a lot of different perspectives. But he's a good conversationalist, absolutely. And he can talk to just about anyone, even yep. if he disagrees with them. He can still have a good conversation, right? Which is a skill to have. Um, so this is his uh, apology, and uh, I don't know. I think you know it just shows his character. I don't know what else I can do uh, differently, other than maybe try harder to get people with uh, differing opinions on right afterwards. I do think that that's important and, uh, and do my best to make sure that I've researched these topics, the, the controversial ones in particular and have all the pertinent facts at hand before I discuss them. I just want to make a point on this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about, you know, how can I do better and I think we all, when we have criticism from different places, we always consider, okay, well, how could I do better? Is If this is a real problem, how could I do better? Right. And so he's kind of looking at how can I do better? But he's a conversationalist podcast, conversational podcast. Right. It's not like he has to do a bunch of research. Right. It's not, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, there's... To me, in a conversation, you get to learn a lot. I mean, this guy, he says he's not that bright. He's very bright. Oh, sure. And the number of conversations that you that you uh, participate in, you'll pick up on, on different stuff, and you'll start to form- formulate your own opinion. But he's so good at having a conversation with the back and forth and asking the right questions and guiding the conversation and contributing his own background. Yeah, but we don't need people like that on CNN... When they get an ex- when they get an expert on and they're trying to portray what they know because mm-hmm. they want people to know what they know, and then now you're having a debate with a freaking potato head that mm-hmm. thinks that he knows the same equivalent as him mm-hmm. or them, and uh, and and so sometimes that's often that's interfering, mm-hmm. and you don't get them to get to say unless you want to redirect which way the conversation goes, but. Joe has always been about, hey, let's hear. I'm open ears. What's up? Mm-hmm. And he happens to know how to ask questions to keep that ball rolling and, and to dig deeper in what they're saying. And, and he's bright enough to, um, to about most of all the top, topics he talks about so he doesn't interfere with his own opinions. And we, we mm-hmm. don't, he, he, Joe knows that we didn't come here to listen to his opinion. We're coming here to listen to him interview the people that has the opinions. Mm-hmm. And so I think... 
because he's a nice guy, he's trying hard to be a pleasing. Mm-hmm. And, and I commend him for that. But I'm just saying, dude, that's not necessary, man. You do whatever topics you want to do. I, I don't care if he has the freaking Sesame Street group up there and he wants to interview Sesame Street mm-hmm. guys. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever he wants to do. And he doesn't need to have a backup. It's all up to him. Do your show. Do it how you want to. Yeah. And the people that want to show up will show up. The people that are complaining will always complain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Well, he's not a conservative. Um, I know. Do you think and, know that? And what's interesting is that he does hold some conservative views. Um, but, you know, he like he said, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah. But the cancel culture thing, I he's definitely a, a free speech kind of guy. Yeah. He's been leaning without effort to the right this last <laughs> several true. years. It's not like he... he's. I'm going to say this. It's and. And Roseanne Barr, she was mm-hmm. canceled as well. But she's a liberal too, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I can't. I, I'm going to screw up her quote." But she goes, "I'm I'm a lefty, you know." And she goes, "But these guys are crazy. They're mm-hmm. way off the side." And I think that's where it really is: mm-hmm. is that the Democrats, liberals, whatever. We, we um, there used to be a, always. It wasn't a division. It would be a mesh, mm-hmm. you know. Never on everything, but there were some things that we did cross paths. Now you can't even cross paths with the same thought, mm-hmm. you know. So where does that leave the well and good he, liberals? And, and, <laughs> and he's he's a unique one, of course. He's again a good conversationalist. One of my favorite couple of episodes as of uh, this last few months is he was on with Ben Shapiro, and or Ben Shapiro was on his show. And they talked about a lot of different stuff, and of course they don't agree on everything. But you can tell that there are some some roots, some some foundational pieces that they yeah. do agree on that are terribly important. And free speech is yeah. is one of those things. I mean, he busted Candace and Owens' balls, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, figuratively speaking. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> but you know, he doesn't. He interviews people equally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who they are, what yeah. side they are, and some of the people he have on, he will. He's not going to go there and go. Um, would you vote for last year? <laughs> he doesn't care. He wants to know about science of the pyramids or whatever science and the pyramids. He's going to ask them, Hey, I want you to tell me what you know, not all right. I need to know who you voted for. Um, what's your belief on abortion? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, hit the bricks, man. Yeah. No, he, I think the world needs more Joe Rogan's. He, he's, yeah, absolutely uh, he's a nice, agree. he's a nice guy. And he, he, crosses over to different sides and he explores and, and does it in a, in a respectful way. And I think that that's what the world needs. Right. We need more people that can carry on a conversation and not be offended or now canceling or uh, taking revenge for well, something like that. Typically, I can't say typically, but people like me, and I hope I'm not rare, but when people cancel them, it makes me go, what? My ear perks up like, okay, man, somebody doesn't want somebody to say something and why. Mm-hmm. And usually, oh my gosh, in fact, I can't remember a reason why somebody was actually canceled for good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is America. You could say whatever horrible things you want to say. And the point of it is, is people don't have to hang out with you. People don't have to watch you or, or give you money or buy your album. That's just how it goes. You could just be, you could just, you know, paint yourself in a corner and be lonely because you said something stupid. But, you know, we had some issues, not to go too far off here. But, you know, with the old Whoopi, and and uh, she's speaking out, and uh, she doesn't get her, her show canceled. She were canceled from her show, like mm-hmm. Roseanne did. Mm-hmm. She had it stripped away, and 
yeah. It's and, it's uh it's not it's not the same for both. Well, sides. she Wh- Whoopi Goldberg is is experiencing a little bit of what she's been uh, a part of for right. for a number of years, and and so there's a little satisfaction um, for me to see her experience the culture that she's helped to create. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think that she should be canceled. You know, I, she, I agree. She, yeah, she came out and she apologized and and uh, get said, back to work. Yeah, and get back, exactly get back to work. And, and if if, if she know. loses viewers, she loses viewers. And if, those it, are decisions that the individual gets to make. Right. I think that's fantastic. That and my my bitch is is that Roseanne, number one, she she should not have. And I'm not agreeing with what anybody says or not. That's not that's not my point. But she made a mistake and said something jacked up. I guess and mm-hmm. and. And she got stripped from her show. And even worse, now they have a show without her. And it's the same show. And it's pathetic. Yeah. I don't watch it. I didn't watch it. I wasn't going, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, yeah. I, I haven't heard even if it's still on. Is it still on? If it is, it could only I, be just trickling down the stream. I mean, <laughs> but again, that's to your point, though, is that people get to make these decisions for themselves. They don't need to be, someone doesn't need to be canceled unless there's no demand for their, for what they're producing. And then there becomes a, a business decision made by whoever is is uh, you know hosting in this case Spotify. Because the there's no laws that's been broken. Here. Mm-hmm. People forget yeah. that we have the right to be assholes if we <laughs> want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's just the, that's America. I got to point this out. Mm-hmm. I I was watching a little bit of Judge Judy just because that's what I do. I want to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, there was these kids that saw a Confederate flag in the back of a vehicle. And uh, they ripped it off and ripped it and scratched the good dude's vehicle up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but man, that just means hate, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't care. This guy has the right to, and I'm not saying this is what she said, mm-hmm. but this guy has the right to be a bonehead. And he, But that's his right. And she says, this is America. You could be a bonehead. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Now they put themselves in the bonehead shoe, too. Because they acted out more so than this hateful guy did. They acted more hateful than he did. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not I'm not saying yay nay about the Confederate flag. I'm just saying this is America. Get over it, people. If you don't like it that much, there are other countries that will fit right in for yep. you. Free speech is under attack with this uh, PC is, culture. Uh, it's not culture. only under attack. It's been dismantled. Mm-hmm. It, and it, continues to be. Right. People, mm-hmm. and, and it's so bad now that... People are, oh gosh, what am I trying to say here? People are switching up their shows so they make sure they don't get looked at or canceled. You know what I mean? They, they, uh-huh. they. Everything is getting. I can't remember the word I'm looking everything for. Everything is turning to They're vanilla. censoring themselves. Yeah. 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 No rocky road because that's too rough. <laughs> oh my right. gosh. Everything, everything. Uh, I'll continue, yeah, continue with, with uh, Joe Rogan, Joe's yeah. uh, apology. Again, I'm not trying to promote misinformation i'm not trying to be controversial i've I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations i didn't plan it i can't believe it's as successful as it is it was never uh, really an idea that's all that i had i the the podcast started off as just fucking around with my friends and having fun and talking and then when it became popular other people wanted to come on and i was like oh It'd be cool to talk to that person. Oh, he's interesting. Oh, she's got a cool book out. And then, boom, it's become what it is today, which is like some out-of-control juggernaut that I barely have control of. (laughs) So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out 
these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions so that we can all figure out what's going on, and, and not just about COVID, about everything, about health, about fitness, wellness, the, the state of the world itself. Um, it's a strange responsibility to have this many viewers and listeners. It's very strange, and it's nothing that I prepare for, and it's nothing that I ever anticipated. I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best, but my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations and ones that I hope people enjoy. So if I pissed you off, I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> like if it. you enjoy the podcast, thank you. Thank you very you know, much. Thank you to Spotify. Thank you all the supporters. And, and even thank you to the haters because mm-hmm. it's good to have some haters. It makes you reassess what you're doing and put things into perspective. And, and uh, I, think, I think that's good too. You know, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, he could have a million people hate him. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, he's got a lot of people who love him. <laughs> and a million people that hate him is a lot. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is, is that, you know, he, he's bright, but he, I don't think he's thinking right here. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I should have somebody out, or I can maybe have somebody out to rebalance out that conversation. But he already did that. Or excuse me, he doesn't have to do that because he had those people on to balance out with the world's conversation. And it's already, the other side is already... Not just out there here and there, it is overwhelmingly out there. This is a tidbit, just as a grain of salt on a huge you know, platter mm-hmm. of food of information, and they're freaking out about that grain of salt. And, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't need to have somebody else to come out and talk about it. Every news station out there will tell you about it. Every uh, platform out there will tell you about it. You know, the, our, 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 presidential, our president and his administration will tell you about it. Mm-hmm. He just has a grain of salt here of of information, and they're freaking out about it. He doesn't have to have another freaking grain of salt that that is on the other side of it because it's it's way out there. Well, I think he's he's realizing how big his show is, and so he's trying to be um, you know respectful of of the people who are are you know complaining. But you know he had Sanjay Gupta from CNN, the doctor. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. You know, it, so he has yeah. he has other people come on his show again. But you don't he doesn't need to have a back to back one. Yeah, or a debater. Exactly. He he does a pretty good job of having a, a variety of different uh, voices, and he navigates those conversations. I think rather well. So he doesn't. This is not a show like um, you know. There's a whole bunch of like BBC has where it's really it's about the left and the right it's about one opinion and the and then the other and then it's all about debating back and forth that's not what the show right. is the show is conversational right. it's about uh, you know having a civil conversation and learning about some stuff and and exchanging right. ideas and he doesn't need to have the back and forth no he doesn't and and if that's what he thinks that people think they need on this topic he had them on because there was no other on this side mm-hmm. the other side is covered Hello. That's what it, that's what everybody's living. Here's one other thing, and that is 
It's the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. That's the name of his show. This We're, this has nothing to do with really anyone else. It, this is what this is his show. This is the conversations that not, he wants to have with different people. Yeah, it's not Scott and Dave's experience through Joe. <laughs> That's right. It's his, and we can sit down and enjoy yeah. his experience if we want it. And he's big enough right now that it doesn't matter to him um, with these other factors of, you know, complainers or whatnot, because really he could... If, if you know, Spotify deplatformed him, he could go anywhere he want and right. continue to do the show that he enjoys doing. Yeah. If he goes down the, the, the hole or, the you know, the rabbit hole here of of wanting to please even some of the haters, which I, he's a bright enough guy. I don't think he's going to. But if he went down that hole, he would start losing a lot of people who have followed him for years because they support him through this stuff because yeah because they yeah. like him and his personality don't and, change yeah exactly that's what got you where you're at yeah. you know yeah yeah i i i think he's uh i don't know like you said earlier that we need more of him mm-hmm. so don't switch it up because when people do you're gonna be canceled buddy <laughs> yeah. yeah uh let's take a quick break i want to come back and talk a little bit about um how the government is getting involved with this and then maybe some other societal stuff sure and i think the comedians are are heading that one off oh for sure all right dave and i appreciate you listening to the show please take a moment and write a review on apple podcast or podchaser.com and since spotify doesn't currently have reviews simply telling your friends about the show would be great too also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. There goes my sex drive. <laughs> Peppermint. Oh, Eddie. man. It's so, you know, I feel bad for Jen Saki in that she's got the really, a really tough job, but. I think you have to be a certain type of believer to say and do the things that she does. Yeah. You have to be a, a liar and be able to sleep well about it. <laughs> I mean, she's got to be able to be full of shit. Well, you know? and I think in, you know, the way that she talks condescending to different people and, you know, there's a little bit of some playfulness, I think, sometimes in there. But then she just goes back to really a politician. That oh, for she's sure. just... She's yeah. horrible I in mean, that area. And, uh, to be fair, like, oh, gosh, Killian, no. Hmm. That little blonde gal that was for Trump after Sarah took off, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot her name. But anyways. It'll come to me. Yeah, she, she and even, I'll just say even Sarah Sanders, um, they had good things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had to fight people that were, you know, disinformation true disinformation but they actually had stuff to come she has to come with a bowl of steaming shit and then say how awesome it is yeah you know but but then again she doesn't have to take that job yeah so yeah she um, gets it kaylee uh mcenany yeah yeah um it's funny because i just brought up the list of of (laughs) trump's press secretaries i remember sean spicer oh yeah (laughs) that poor guy yeah he he's he's funny little dude he's uh he has his own show i think Mm -hmm. too and he gets fired up he's like a little leprechaun (laughs) little hobbit (sighs) but i liked him yeah i don't remember the issue he had with trump had with him i can't remember what it was if he just wasn't doing it right for them, I couldn't remember why Sarah. I like Sarah the best. I thought 
uh, Kelly was awesome, mm-hmm. but I really thought that Sarah did awesome, yeah. the best. Well, I think Jen Psaki, she's she's doing. I think she's doing a great job. Um, I just don't like what she says and how she says it. But she's for just a liar, for man. her for her position in the administration um, as a press secretary, I think she does a phenomenal job. <laughs> <laughs> so, of, uh, of spreading bullshit. Well, yeah. of of just deflecting and and, right. and it's like yeah, but that's not what she's supposed to be doing. She's supposed to let us know what the fuck is really going on. I don't care. I don't want if the steaming pile of shit. Will you just tell me <laughs> how steaming is it? Yeah, you know that's not preparing mm-hmm. us. It's it's just letting us believe that everything's better mm-hmm. than it really is, and yeah. I hate that. No, I think that this this but position no, she's doing very well for the administration. Yeah, is. this yeah, exactly. That's not for us. That's not, exactly. Um, I think she should be the person who's providing good information. She should be a better president so. than both of the fucking two that are up there. I'll give them that. <laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. Uh, okay, so I'm going to play well, this. You're the one that put her up there, <laughs> damn it. Okay, right. so... Um, you know, we're talking about deplatforming um, Joe Rogan from from Spotify and and all of the cancel culture. And Jen Psaki is is the mouthpiece for the administration, and she's talking about this idea of cancel culture and and deplatforming. Disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out mis- and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. Our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's my problem with this, and this is she's representing uh, the Biden administration. She's communicating what they are supposed to, uh, the values that they hold, and what she's communicating right now is that we should be censoring free right. speech, and they're going to be part of what they're deciding is not dis- disinformation. Yeah, they want to be the person who has They'll, the information. That's right. right. That's right. How about, how about we don't give a damn what you have to say about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Let, just say the truth and let us figure it out. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah, that would encourage actually a better uh, society because people could be free thinkers and make decisions on their own. But no, no, no. Government, when they get involved, they want to be the ones that determine how and what you think. Yeah. Uh, but this does floor me because we're talking about a country that's built on that First Amendment. Right. Free speech is built massive. on that soapbox. You and, can stand up on the street and say something. Yeah, and, and this administration, through this particular person, is basically saying we, we do think it's responsible for these companies to censor these people and to put up disclaimers and, and, regulate, and regulate speech. And... And and deter misinformation or disinformation. No, no, no. You guys, this is not an area that the government should be involved in. The government should be like, you know what? Free speech. Yeah. That's a good thing. We should encourage people to speak out and talk about things right. and have conversations that are civil, not go out and cancel everyone, which right. is what they're promoting. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it starts all the way from our schools to the presidential, you know, the administration. Their mouthpiece, yeah. And... And, you know, even schools getting in trouble for, you know, or teachers in schools that want to say the truth or a police officer that steps up and says, hey, this group mm-hmm. uh, came into this city and, and was burning it down and he gets fired for telling the truth. And why is that? I mean, when it call, talks about cancel culture, it means the whole thing mm-hmm. from every walk of life. Uh, it doesn't have to be a, a podcaster. It doesn't have to be, you know, 
you know, administration, you were talking about um, how about it's hit the comedy uh, yeah. uh, group hugely. Yeah. And in fact, that they go so far back in the very beginning and people have to apologize. Dave, um, no, no, Kevin Hart. There you go. God, and you love the, Kevin Hart. Oh, who, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was just going to say, who doesn't except for the people that looked in his past and he did something, mm-hmm. said something that was controversial as a comedian too. But that's, that's almost a, a, you shouldn't have a, I'm a comedian so I can say what I want. No, we're Americans. We can say what we want. Mm-hmm. But he lost, that was a dream of his to host whatever awards it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was, Grammys or Golden Globes Tom, or Golden something. Globes, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> and, and he couldn't do it because of somebody dug in the past mm-hmm. and said, oh, look what he did. And who are these people? Who gives a crap about those people? Let's look in their past. Mm-hmm. Let's take away their platform to never talk about it. But it's okay to talk about what he said, but he shouldn't have to get ruined for it. You know, I mean, he didn't break a law. Mm-hmm. You could be a prick. I mean, come on, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's oh, my gosh. Sorry, dude. Don't go looking at that guy. Everything he has to say is, is they're going to get destroyed. But he based his career on being offensive, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Well, with uh, with Joe Rogan, you know, uh, Spotify had to come out and, and say some stuff. but And they basically, they support him. They said uh, that they, they have um, support for creator expression. Which is great. It's they, great for everybody. They, they are applying these little warning labels now, like a lot of other platforms have done, which I think is ridiculous. It's still unnecessary. Let people determine stuff for themselves. We don't need little warning labels on everything, which, of I, course, our culture has. I've listened to a, um, my YouTube music list, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I notice it'll stop. I'm like, why is it stopping? I go over and it says... Because sometimes it'll play a, a video too, but sometimes it'll say like I have to push a button to acknowledge that it's an offensive video yeah. or an offensive song. Like I'm the judge of that. Just play it. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's the same thing in Twitter. So Twitter has, um, I, you know, I scroll through and it's interesting where they put a stop to the scrolling and they say some some message about you know uh, there's additional content may be offensive and so you gotta click OK, and then you go on, and then it'll stop you again and say, remember, these are... Are you these sure are, these you are, want to see this? <laughs> these are humans, you know. Um, and it's like, these are things you don't really need. People should probably make better decisions for themselves on, on different things. But, again, leave it up to them. I don't think the platform has to have all of those um, those warnings and, and these, these prompts. Uh, you were talking about the comedians. Yeah. They are generally... The most offensive, right? But they're in an industry where they're always kind of on that 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 line, right? Because that's where it gets you enticed. I mean, it's and that's where you sometimes get emotion from. Yeah, that's that sometimes that's where funny um, resides. And you know what? And I talked about a couple of people earlier, not on purpose, but because they're comedians. But Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. comedian. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Comedian. comedian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she ain't so funny these days, but she is a comedian. <laughs> There's a lot of people mm-hmm. laughing at her now. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I believe all those people. There's certain comedians I don't listen to because I don't. I go, oh, oh people are going to hate me. I don't listen <laughs> to Andrew Dice Clay. I never liked Andrew Dice yeah. Clay. I will say that somebody's played a clip and I'll listen. I, I might find it funny. Mm-hmm. But I cannot listen to freaking two hours of that trash. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Which is and why I, you don't 
listen to him. Right. Now, I happen to like <laughs> Martin Lawrence, <laughs> and he says some trash, too, but it's just, you know, how you serve it to me is just how, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why there's a bunch of people. There's multiples, and you could... Ch- this is a good one. I want to stop myself. <laughs> okay, go so with this one. Here. I, I brought up I brought up um, Ricky Ricky Gervais because yep. uh, he's he's one of my favorite comedians. I um, I understand his humor, and I, a lot of people don't. But what I like about him is just that he says I don't care. Right, and you know, he's the guy that's always been loved by the left. His his goal is to make people laugh, and um, and he in this particular clip talks about. Uh, cancel culture and and his sort of response to it just because you're offended it doesn't mean you're right um i'm often asked if there's anything you shouldn't joke about and the answer is no there's there's no subject out of bounds for comedy um there's nothing you shouldn't joke about but it depends what the joke is comedy comes from a good or a bad place mm-hmm. and i i think i do deal in taboo subjects very often i often you know, expose the elephant in the room. But people often make the mistake of the target of a joke with the subject of a joke, and they're they're not the same. Um, n- no bad comes from discussing taboo subjects or, you know... And I think as a comedian, my job isn't just to make people laugh, it's to make them think a bit. You know, I, I want to take the audiences to places they haven't been before. Otherwise, you know, what am I doing there? If they can do it themselves or they've heard it before, there's enough safe anodyne comedy out there and good luck to them, but that's that's not what I do. They they know what I do and um, I'm going to do it. Um, having said that, someone is going to be offended by everything you say. Someone somewhere in the world will find what you say offensive. So what? Who cares? <laughs> right. That's the, that's the crux of the whole thing is that people are offended and then they have to act out on it and um, and ruin a lot of things for a lot of people, including themselves, because at some point they will experience the same cancel culture that they imposed on someone right. else. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like what, what he says in, in a lot of different areas, but, you know, he's he's looking to be funny. He wants to be funny. And if, he, if, a, if a joke falls flat... He does some course corrections, you know, makes right. note of it, and then tries to um, be funny again. Right. I don't know. I mean, but, this... But I agree with him 100% when nothing is off the table. Mm-hmm. Because when I feel dark and down in my personal life and issues, I do make light of things. Mm-hmm. And I have done that, and I've, I'll say this uh, uh, quickly. Uh, my grandmother was passing away, and I won't get into it too much, but she had a growth... Uh, tumor on her head and and um, my grandma was a particular lady uh, mm-hmm. that we could have a lot of humor with and uh, and she had said one time like oh it looks like I got a boob you know <laughs> and so I came over to visit her a lot and there were some people in the room and perhaps they didn't realize either my grandma's and my clo- clo- our closeness and maybe they didn't I don't remember if they were there when she mentioned that either mm-hmm. but I came in and to give my grandma a laugh, to give me a laugh. You know, I came in and I said, hey, grandma, I'm going to have to get you a bra for that. <laughs> and some people's face thought I was just despicable. But she laughed and I laughed. And it's got us through that moment, you know, trying to, she I mean, she's dying there, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you can't hide that. And she was a humorous lady. And it wasn't, that's a innocent um 
way I, I offended some people. But a lot of people use humor as a way to get through stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the people that that uh, don't can be very dark and, and never come up out of the hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you got to find a way to uh, to ease the pain, you know. And some, sometimes, I was going to say, most of the time, if you could have some humor in it, it can help you. Mm-hmm. And, and it is hard. You know, last thing I need somebody is to laugh. I go, ha, 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 your grandma died. That's not what I'm <laughs> That's talking not, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, very famous comedian, of course, um, talks about uh, about cancel culture. And he was talking about, like, college campuses and, and how horrible of a place that is to do comedy because there's so many of these college campuses that are all full of activist people who are going to cancel you, who are going to promote that. Right. And and then, you know, do what we talked about earlier, which is go back in their past and, and dig up anything they can find. Them. And then try and destroy well, them. Well, you know, and I have said it, I believe, multiple times through the show already that, you know, the leftist, blah, 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 liberal, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Because guess what? If uh, you don't know this, Democrats, that you guys are the ones pushing this cancel culture. Um, I'm not saying that there can't be some other people on the other side that don't do that, but... Mm-hmm. But the whole push is all on them. And if they disagree, then change it. It's an emotional response. And I think, of course, we have talked about this a little bit, but I think that the left typically is more emotional about things than the right. And when it comes to cancel culture or being PC or whatever, it's all about, it's all about emotion. It's about offending people. And that you shouldn't have the right to offend someone, which is why now they're having issues with the First Amendment. The idea of free speech is just, you know, you're going to offend people. And you have to take everybody's feelings first before Mm -hmm. you open your mouth. And we have this whole society, especially as of late, where, you know, we're giving participation trophies away because we don't want to offend the kids. You know, everyone needs to feel like they're a winner when there's obviously winning and losing and the kids know that but the parents you know they're trying to make everyone feel like they are mm-hmm. valuable and it it does a disservice to that generation it sure and does. and we're paying for it now with these kids in they high school how, they college they don't know how to get up back off on, they don't know how to get up back up on their feet mm-hmm. when they fall they yeah. think somebody's going to do it for them, or if they fall and do something bad, it's going to be okay because uh, it's always been okay. There used to be a point where parents would send their kids out and let them climb trees and let them get into the dirt and let them go with their friends uh, down the street to wherever. And there was a, a an experience, a, a learning experience that those kids would have, and it made them stronger. And we have, have uh, bubble-wrapped our kids so much that they no longer have those experiences and they feel like they need to be protected, that they need to have their, their emotions protected. And we're, we're experiencing how that impacts the society at, at, in, in, you know, at large. And council culture is, is a direct result of, of those type of, of um, you know, child-rearing. Right. Well, you know... I, I'll go back to Martin Lawrence because um, there's this one because there's this one Martin Lawrence you so crazy I've watched mm-hmm. you I'm telling you I watched it over forty times in my life <laughs> my buddy Brandon and I used to watch it repeatedly and it was so funny but but you know they get to a point where they talk about white people oh <laughs> mm-hmm. you know if I could laugh ninety percent about all the stuff he talks about other cultures uh, Hispanics and and black people and and I get offended on that. Mm-hmm. And because everybody's laughing at it, 
then what am I doing laughing at anybody else? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a way to, to build calluses over areas that should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because most of the things are about truth and how can you handle taking the truth? It's that medicine that just doesn't taste good, but it's good for you to take it. Mm-hmm. But you'll uh, get weaker over time unless, you sh- unless you test you yourself sure with you these sure things. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorites and mm-hmm. he talks, uh, I mean, uh, I think offends a lot of people. And he talks negatively, you know, jokingly about white people. And if you've ever watched Chappelle show, there's some funny characters in there um, that are mocking white people and some of the stereotypical things that they they? do. And and totally worth um, it. The thing is, is it's funny. And you're not supposed to take it in a way that's like super offensive. It's the same thing with the transgender community that came out and were, you know, complaining about this Netflix special and all this stuff. And it's like, Listen, you don't have to watch his material. If you're not a fan of his work, then you don't need to you don't need to to experience it. And if you experience it once and don't like it, you don't have to experience it again. Right. No one's forcing you. Right. The problem is it doesn't work in reverse where a lot of these cancel culture people are now taking some level of power to actually cancel and and, and silence people when you should just, you know, um you know, protest with uh, with your feet or your right. your wallet. You know, don't or participate. Or turn your back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't participate. I, you, I sit there and watched. Uh, I, I was going to watch a show. I'm not going to say what it was. Mm-hmm. I went to go watch a show and I watched one show of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has got political crap all in it. I don't even want to watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't like go out there and spread crap. Everybody, stop watching this. All it is is this and that. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I just didn't watch it. I want. I wanted to talk about. There was a. Um, uh, there's a guy, Brett um, uh, Weinstein. You ever heard of him? Hmm. He's a, he's a professor. Can't uh, say off the top of my head. I have a bright guy. Uh, he he worked as a professor at Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington, not too far from us. He's been a guest on on Joe Rogan's podcast quite a few times. Great conversations, uh, very intellectual conversations, and, and very fascinating. Well, he is a left uh, a leftist, and he's he has no qualms about it. And but he experienced at his college this um, cancel culture, and the scenario is basically he's a professor. At at this uh, the, at this college, and every year, the uh, black students will do a walkout to, you know, basically protest, um, you know, some racist um, past. I think maybe of the college or of that of that area, and uh, and of course that starts to include the um, uh, the other minorities in in that group, and so now there's a big group of them that. Every year they they do this walkout. Well, this is I think in 2017 where they decided to reverse it, and every year the administration approves this walkout, and they uh, this year approved uh, this other this uh, reverse walkout, which is all the the BIPOC folks would basically come on campus, and no white people would be allowed on campus, and and. Uh, Brett Weinstein came out and as you know faculty and he said I disagree with this I'm not gonna stop doing my classes you know we've given these folks um, a, 
you know, the opportunity to do their walkout and show their, their protest or whatever. But you get to make a choice in, in that matter. And now what they're doing is they're doing this uh, power grab and forcing white people not to come on campus. Well, he went on campus and started teaching his classes as, as every other day. And he basically got crushed by really? the crowd. Just um, huge arguments. I mean, the, the whole thing blew up eventually. I think he and his wife... Uh, sued the university because they didn't adequately protect him from th- all of this stuff. And he's, you know, he's a professor there and actually a very well-respected professor. But it got to the point where it was no longer a peaceful walkout and protest. This was now they're taking action and actually, you know, physically removing people, putting up barriers, preventing right. one race in particular from coming on campus. And That's a completely different argument than was, the walkout. What if it was just Asians, mm-hmm. just Hispanics, just white mm-hmm. people? Be a situation. But, you know, the fun... Well, not funny. Um, the thing is about cancel culture, it's not... They're not just worried about what you say. It's it's about... Uh, the, They've been dividing over your class. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you are... If you could be making too much money and then other people will start canceling you. There, I was just trying to look up, because I can't remember the, the actress's name from Westworld. Uh-huh. Um, there's an African-American lady that uh, uh, was on Westworld, and she came out and said that she apologized for being so light-skinned. Mm. And, and there is a... Wow. There is, you know, some in the black community, uh, I've heard many times about... Like oh she's white dark lighter skinned and then then the darker skins and then and then there's some division in between their own you know their own culture and it's mm-hmm. like why do we make that dis- that, that division mm-hmm. but she came out and almost is going to probably going to cancel herself because she came out and apologized because she's getting all the roles because she's lighter skinned and then guess what it was a few days prior to that I don't know when he said it but that's just when I noticed it but and I'm going to screw up his name, John Leguizamo. Yeah, Leguizamo. I love that guy. Yeah. But he came out and he apologized for having lighter skin, too, because as a... as a Is he a Hispanic or Puerto, Puerto Rican? Rican, I thought. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, he gets the roles because he's got lighter skin, and he was apologizing. like, so now, the next time you go get a role, are you going to be hypocritical? Or what, are, are you just... Did you guys just quit? You're not going to do it anymore, right? Because... Why would you take that now from mm-hmm. somebody else? If that's why would that even be a concern? And and they think it's on us. Mm-hmm. Take that up with the people you who you work for, not us. We don't care. We want just good entertainment. I watched a show the other day with <laughs> Middle Eastern people. I don't care. And heck, I don't even. I think it was voiced over too. <laughs> you know, who cares? Do I want them to do a good job? If I ever turn off a show, it's because they suck. Bad acting. I don't care mm-hmm. what. They look like my gosh. That's mm-hmm. a that's a you problem, not us. You know. We were talking in a previous podcast about Hollywood and the Hollywood elite, and and you know we disagree with some political views of different actors, and and it does impact our willingness to watch any of their movies. I think Robert De Niro is one of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those folks that um, despicable po- man. Yeah, the stuff he's come out to say. But I'm not trying to cancel him. I just no. don't, I'm just not going to watch his right. movies. I mean, I don't care. He has the right to be his jackass self, just like I do. Hello. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and and you know, on top of that, it's 
they they try to cancel people for race. They try uh, like we were talking about. They mm-hmm. try to cancel people for religion. Um, you know, like uh, I know Chris Pratt. You know, he was, you know, he's a Christian faith, and and for when he even walked out, he oh, shame on him. He had wore a t shirt, and it said it was one of those uh, t shirts that's like, uh, you know, come come and take my guns essentially. Uh-huh. Or, oh or, yeah, um, <laughs> and and you know. People couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would Chris Pat Pratt, one of, you know, them, wear a shirt? Yeah, don't tread on me shirt. Because mm-hmm. he can. Yeah. Maybe he has some beliefs that other that are different than yours. But why would you try to cancel him? You know, it 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 blows me away. You know, you can't uh, you can't do what you want to do in your own own company. You know, the guy from Colorado that was making a cake. Mm-hmm. And he's he says he doesn't discriminate. He just doesn't like he doesn't want to make those cakes. And he wouldn't make a cake, say an anti LGBTQ cake either. Yeah. But I think he's getting sued again, you mm-hmm. know, for it. But you know, everybody just can't handle everybody has some kind of privilege to think that they own you. Mm-hmm. Like they ha- they own Joe Rogan's podcast to say, You gotta change that. Yeah. You know, they own your comedy bit because why you got to change? Like how uh-huh. how do they get so entitled to think that they've got to change to you? What have you done, the mm-hmm. bitchers, the bitchers out there? What have they done? Mm-hmm. You know, there's I can't remember who it is, but Dan Bongino's show he's talked about the cat lady before, and I don't remember mm-hmm. her real name. That's just who he called. He has little nicknames for. Her. Oh, okay. And so, anyways, this gal will go to um, will listen to a show, and I think that they try to do that with Dan Bongino's show. And and I think it was simply safe, mm-hmm. and so she calls the 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 advertisers oh, okay. and harasses them to get them off of the and does that for other people and she's successful, mm-hmm. cancels their supporters to screw with these people. Yeah, and and these are people that do nothing for life. What do you do? What, who? Let's dig into your life. Oh, you may not want that, do you? Because when you cancel everything and everything's done, well. You know, we got to look at you because there's nothing else to do. That's no, they're, they're, everything's been looked at except for the people that are looking. So let's get to you too. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of the businesses out there need to to grow a pair, and uh, and not uh, succumb to the cancel culture because they're going to end up getting the same experience at some point. You'll never win. You'll never win. It'll just get worse the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they need to go into a direction like Spotify has said. You know, we we support our creators and and their creative expression. That's important, you know. Yep. It's it's different if if it's like um, the kind of um, the stuff that's like really like inciting like real serious stuff. There's a there's a difference in in that sort of level where if uh, if your entire platform is supporting something that is actually provable, causing problems like a murderer is yeah i mean you know if there's real violence then yes but when we're talking about differencing of of opinion and um uh, and ideas and thought that's not the same level that's why i try to point out a few times is they're not breaking the law yeah they're not breaking the law that's when you when that's a good there's somebody that's broken Mm -hmm. the law well then now we got to reassess yeah Yeah. Uh, our last episode was on um maps uh you know pedophilia right and um you know, obviously, if if there's like a podcast that's promoting that sort of thing, yeah, Spotify, 
yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with you stepping in and, and doing right. some stuff. Which, by the way, they have regulations at Spotify that talk about uh, child porn and illegal uh, behavior and that sort of thing. So good, which is fine. I think I think that distinction of that that legal um, line is a very good spot. But we're talking in in free speech. It's there's a it's different, uh, right. especially in like a Joe Rogan podcast where it's conversational. Right. Uh, there's this, this story about uh, Chick Fil A and this guy named Adam Smith. And what did he do? So Adam Smith and a lot of folks may have actually watched this. This was like a very viral video. He's a um, at the time was the CEO of a company, and his I want to say it was like his brother-in-law or some relative, someone close to him. He was a friend. Uh, was homosexual and um, doing some uh, struggling with some different things. And Chick Fil A, they have their leadership is is Christian, and they're not afraid of of talking about their their beliefs. And so this CEO turns on his camera and records him going through the drive through of a Chick Fil A, and to get his free water and make a statement and. At the time, he said he didn't have really any followers on his YouTube channel or whatever. And this thing went viral. And he got fired from his job because he was a jerk to an innocent drive through operator. She was so polite Uh and so nice. Do you remember this video? I did see that. And she was amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. And, um, and, Everyone came down on him as being such a jerk. An instigator. Yeah, and of course he was a jerk. Doesn't mean that he should be um, fired from every single job that, he's, and that he ever has. Blacklisted. Because people is can what change too. And, and when, when you do that, mm-hmm. that gives them no hope. I mean, they don't have to change. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should, but people do change. And, um, and, and so I don't think they should be blacklisted for life because or anything like that because... They should have opportunities to make things right or just to live as a free person in America mm-hmm. with it being an ass. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he learned his lesson about tact. <laughs> From a young girl? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, she... Yeah. Well, and, and he's he had applied for other jobs. He got to the point where he was his family was on food stamps and just barely getting by. Even though he, he was a highly skilled, um, you know, business person, eventually he, he got a, a position and, and he's doing all right. But But at the same time, I think that's... For it's excessive. for his yeah, it's excessive for the behavior that he that he showed to the world. Yeah, he, he was a, a a jerk and insensitive to the um, drive-through person, and he was just trying to be an activist in this particular thing. But again, not I don't think deserving of the 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 punishment from culture because it's a, because it's a bullying it. Scott there you they go bully yeah. it and the next step is if you destroy their life is they're going to kill themselves you uh-huh. know you don't want to bully them and he talked about that right right did he yeah he, well that's yeah. that's the whole point is is they want to cancel that cancel mm-hmm. them you know what I mean <laughs> that's what they're t- yeah they he, don't want you to exist they don't want you around that's where the beginning is to get you off of the platform yeah yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's um, but the, they, that's their goal is to destroy your lives. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's not even, it's never, nothing's ever enough. Well, and he contemplated uh, suicide. He, he looked at his, uh, his life insurance policy and it didn't have any, anything stating that he couldn't um, collect or the family couldn't collect, collect if he offed himself. And so he got to a point where he had planned it out and um, was serious about, about doing it. 
And but he, he got to a point where he realized, yeah, he, he needs to be around for his family. He, he's got to get through this thing, which is really important because no matter the challenges that you experience, you should be trying as hard as you can to get through them. And like we were saying earlier, we've got a culture where we've babied so many um, so many of the kids, given them participation trophies, not challenged them, not allowed them to get into trouble. I mean, a lot of it in our culture is happening right now. And at a stage like this guy experienced where he made a stupid decision and he has to figure out how to recover from it, these are the skills that you develop as a young person Mm -hmm. and you get stronger and stronger so that you can handle stuff when you make a stupid decision or make a mistake or whatever, you should then have the ability to get over it. But no, a lot of people, they take the easy way out and they off themselves instead of working through it because they never had an opportunity to work through anything in their past. And this day and age, especially when you can't get off the thing that talks (laughs) negative about you all the time. Yeah. Dang social media. Yeah. It, uh, it's relentless. So, Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to get away from it when it could be just as easy as shut it off, shut off the, the media and focus on what's important and stop bringing in all the negative once you screw it up. Yeah. Uh, one one last thing, I know the show's kind of getting to the, the end here, but uh, remember you were talking about Trump, Mike Lindell, and some of these other figures that really got canceled. Right. Trump, if if folks remember... He got banned from Twitter. Right. He got deplatformed. Parlor, a big one. We had a, a podcast where we were talking about Parlor, right. and and they not only got deplatformed from the app stores from Apple and Google, they actually Amazon Web Services completely destroyed, got rid of their um, their servers, like shut them down. Uh, we're talking major, major cancel culture right. when all these corporations picked on them because they blamed Parler for being part of the communication that was going back and forth with the January 6th uh, riots. Right. And, of course, they didn't even consider that Twitter and Facebook were a much bigger portion of the communication. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but no, they, they decided to pick on Parler because Parler had more free, uh, free speech and they were more right-leaning in, their, in how they presented their, their uh, social media platform. Yeah. But they got canceled big well, time. When you talk about Mike Lindell, now, this is how despicable we were just talking about. You know, they're just not trying to get you off the platform. You know, they're not trying to teach you a lesson. They're trying to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Mike Lindell supported, you know, um, Trump. And he was started getting um, ostracized for it. And, you know, next thing you know, his own bank is, is trying to, can you know, cut him out of his banking system. I mean, it's like who the hell are these people to be, you know, jury and executioner of every single aspect of this guy's life? They're trying to destroy the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'll say from a guy that was heavy into addiction that pulled himself yeah. out, you would think that that might, could push somebody back to it, you know? So he's had some mm-hmm. major struggles. That's why I try to support him, you know, like through Christmas time, mm-hmm. get some things and stuff. And, and because... It's just not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right. And even if I disagree with you, it's not right. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think people should should um, express their their opinions. Um, you know, free speech is, is great. We need to cancel but, the cancel culture. Yeah, but when you start getting people actually doing, like, real damage, not just choosing not to buy a product or listen to a podcast or a show, 
but actually advocate for them to be silenced by shutting down, by eliminating their ability to live, yeah, uh, it's like ruining their financial, yeah, and and picketing their life, mm-hmm. you know, and and the 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 it's what they are doing rarely even comes close to what they said. Like the Chick Fil A guy, mm-hmm. um, how bad was that really? Yeah, was it worth all of that? <laughs> the bullying to him almost losing his life. I'm yeah. not, I mean, I, I that's to each their own, yeah. but um, you know, uh, it's gotten way out of hand. How about this? If if how come what they're doing, they're bullying and cancel culturing and and the harassment to do all this stuff. How come that's okay? Mm-hmm. That's often well, worse than what the sentence somebody said, or you know, we have to get to a point where um, where these prosecutors actually will prosecute harassment and other things that defamation are, and yeah things that are you know that are serious uh that are not a free speech issue mm-hmm. but rather this is uh intimidation this is like purposefully yes. trying to eliminate someone's yeah. ability to, to live yeah we could so. definitely do better and the, the people that are out there worrying about canceling people need to really think hard about what this world would be like as it is which is terrible right now our country i should say more than anything mm-hmm. um but what it'll be like once it's all accepted by everybody. Mm-hmm. You won't have that voice to cancel somebody. Well, we, we are, you know, the United States of, States of America. We are supposed to be the beacon of free speech. And yeah. look at us. Yeah. It's gotten horrible. I can't, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's end it there. What do you say? I think it's a good idea. All right. Uh, thanks again for listening and watching the show. We appreciate that. You can find more information about us on our website. NeverTooSeries.com. You can follow us on social media at the NTS Podcast, Twitter, Parlor, Getter. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All of them. <laughs> I, uh, I can't even think of them all. Well, so the other is if you want um, so give us a thumbs up on, on YouTube. Put some comments in the video. That helps actually promote us uh, and get us in front of more people so we can grow the audience. We appreciate that. And of course, send us your emails, uh, email address, uh, mailbag.com. <laughs> you that said was I was so good. <laughs> mailbag at never two series.com. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.